Welcome to the Petite Partay, the fun-sized fiesta, the short girl celebration, whatever it is you want to call it, we are about to have some fun up in here. If you're new here, my name is Kirsten. I am a nutrition and fitness coach specifically for women under 5'3", and this podcast, the Fun Size Podcast, is all about petite empowerment. On today's episode, I am so excited to introduce you to a petite modeling community called Why Not Petites. The absolutely gorgeous founder, Brittany, stands proud at 5'3 and is on a mission to break the barriers and societal norms in the modeling industry. I cannot wait to get into her story and all that she has to offer. So without any further ado, welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to have a conversation with you today. Yeah, me too. Before you tell us about Why Not Petites, can you please tell us more about you, the woman behind the brand? Yeah, of course. So yeah, I'm Brittany. I've been modeling for about 14 years. I started when I was about 10, 11 years old. Um, I actually just had a birthday, so I'm a little longer now. But I fell in love with this industry completely on accident. I was definitely the athletic kid growing up. I played soccer. I did dance, cheerleading, um, track and field. Like I loved anything outside and that kept me moving. And then all of a sudden this industry popped out of nowhere and it answered so many things that I never thought that I needed in my life. And I just love being in front of the camera. I love everything that it gives me and I love being able to now help other models um, learn more about where they fit in in this industry. Yeah, I so love that. And I want to get into your story and how you got into modeling because I was reading on your website and I don't want to spoil any of it, but (laughs) just tell us like, so you started at 10 and then what? Like, how do you get into it? So I was watching TV with my sister and- Was she older or younger? She's older. She's four years older than me. And that commercial came on that was like, do you want to be on a TV show like Hannah Montana, Drake and Josh or iCarly? And we're like, yeah, of course we do. I honestly feel like I remember those commercials. Right? (laughs) Yes. Like that little cartoon girl walking across the screen. Like, yeah. So uh, my sister wanted to call and my mom said, okay, it's probably a scam, but we can call um, and I'll just talk to them. And so we called. My mom was in advertising for over 20 years. And so she actually knew the company. So she knew it was actually not a scam and it was legit. So she scheduled an audition for each of us to go. Um, It's called John Casablanca's. It's an actor training center. They have quite a few of them all over the U.S. And we went, we auditioned, and they wanted me to join and start doing some acting classes. And every Saturday they would bring in agents and you would do like a monologue or commercial bit for them. And I got signed right away with Lily's Town Agency and started working the next week. I started at Kohl's was my first job. Wow, Kohl's. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What other things were you in? Um, when I was young, I did Kohl's pretty much every week. I did American Girl, Walgreens, Procter & Gamble, Myers. Um, that was like my bread and butter when I was young. The first like five to six years that I did modeling, those were the brands I did the most. Um, and then more recently, I've done more like Home Depot, McDonald's, Myers again for like their older brand of things. So yeah, just kind of still staying in the realm, but finally getting into some other big brands, which has been really exciting. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Do you have like the like first set you've ever done and like all the photos and like the prints and stuff? Yeah. So it's really nice that it was at a time before like a ton of social media, but yeah, I still have all the tear sheets from it. Um, the mini posters that Cole's put in the stores, I do have those as well, which is really cool to be able to look back on. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So I know that you got to a point where you noticed that you were shorter than the other girls that were kind of in the same field. Like what happened there? So uh, it was actually while I was working for Kohl's, it was while, you know, you're going through puberty, you're not sure if you're going to grow up, you're not. And I was supposed to be what they call the next Candies girl, which pretty much everyone who's taken off was a Candies girl at some point. Bella Thorne before she got big was a Candies girl. Britney Spears at one point was a Candies girl. Like the Candy girls were like the it girls with Kohl's. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited, but you had to be in the teen sizes and grow to hit that stage and so they were waiting for me to grow a little bit and I just didn't so then I wasn't able to take that slot unfortunately and um, that's kind of when I stopped working for Kohl's because to work in their teen section you have to be five seven. Wow yeah so how did that feel like as a teen especially you're going through puberty you have all these hormones like yeah I mean honestly it was definitely tough um, it was a hard pill to swallow not really understanding why all of a sudden going from working 24 seven and skipping school all the time to not working and just doing like, you know, more commercial work, which was still great. But um, it was definitely just a shock factor of like how things switched so quickly, especially because a lot of my friends did grow. So watching them being able to continue and either be a candies girl or just keep doing big fun print jobs. And I wasn't able to be one of them. Um, definitely hit my ego a little bit, not gonna lie. And yeah, just going through puberty in this industry in general is definitely hard because we're already so self-conscious and then hearing like, no, and you feel like, oh, well, what's wrong with me? Um, It definitely added some stress and pressure that didn't need to be there, but most of it was just self-inflicted. Yeah. How did you overcome that? Like, did you just keep pushing at it or did you scale back a little bit and say, you know, maybe this isn't for me? Like, where, where was your head at? Like, I couldn't imagine being like, 16 even like 17 just hearing that and just having kind of like my life crushed (laughs) yeah I mean it was probably like 14 15 because it was when I was in the beginning of high school like freshman year sophomore year so I actually took a break from modeling um got braces and just like wanted to enjoy a little time being in high school and actually being in school since I missed so much when I was in middle school and elementary school that I just wanted to be a kid there were so many things that weren't or I wasn't allowed to do because, you know, I might have had a shoot the next day. So I couldn't have gone to bumper cars that my friend was having for her birthday because I might get bruises or whatever it was. My mom didn't let me go. So it was nice to just be able to try different things and do what I wanted to do and kind of be a kid for a little while. Um, so that's kind of how I coped with this. I just took a little step back and just allowed myself to enjoy what life had to offer as a high schooler for, you know, just like two and a half years. And then started getting back into it when I got back to college. So I moved to downtown Chicago instead of having um, to be in the suburbs and commuting. So definitely was excited to get back into it and just realize my love for it all over again. Cause those couple of years, it was definitely some resentment. I definitely want to talk about how you got back into it, but very quickly, did you ever feel like there was any discrimination or anything like in normal life about your height? Did you ever notice no, because I mean, the average person or sorry, the average woman in America is 5'4". I've done a lot of research on it. And so, you know, I'm really not that short compared to most people when you're walking down the street. I mean, obviously, guys are a lot taller than I am, but I'm also I'm half Japanese. So Asians just tend to be shorter. And I really didn't have an issue on my everyday life. So it was also just nice to feel a little more normal and not feel like all this pressure to 
have to be so much better at something to make up for the height difference. Yeah, that's such a good point. So how did you get back into it? Were you just like, screw this height thing? Like, (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was more just my agent was pushing me more to get more into the acting side because they actually do favor people that are shorter in acting. Um, So I just called my agent once I decided I kind of wanted to push back into it again and do a little more work. Um, So I just called Lily's back up and they were more than happy to start sending me out for things. So I started doing more commercial work again. Um, And then once the pandemic hit, actually, I decided to reach out to an old agent that I worked with when I was at Lily's. He was one of the first agents I ever worked with and I loved him to death and he was at BMG. And so I reached out to him just to see how he was doing and he signed me to BMG. So I started just doing modeling for BMG and then acting for Lily's. And it was great because I was so happy to work with him again. And I knew he was fighting for me because I was 5'3 on set with 5'8 girls. And I knew that it was because of him. And so I'll always be grateful to know that there are agents out there that are willing to push for us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now, I saw something on your Instagram that like, models typically are five seven and above maybe you can just clarify that yeah so it depends on what kind of modeling you're doing so obviously for commercial work lifestyle e-commerce you don't have to be tall you can still do it as whatever height you are whatever age you are but if you want to do like runway high fashion couture prints um then you have to be usually five eight and above but a lot of five seven models lie and just say they're five eight, or a lot of times because it's just five seven, it's not that much shorter, and they just are expected to wear a little bit taller of a heel so that they keep the heights. Um, especially more for print that they're more accepting for five seven. So usually five six and under is considered petite. Yeah, that's super interesting because you know, like we just are so used to hearing like the five four and under because of the clothing industry, yeah. but there's yeah, there is a difference there. Anyway, how was Why Not Petites born? Like, how did you come about creating such a unique community? Yeah, so it was actually about two years now. Um, I was sitting in my kitchen. I was talking to one of my really good friends who actually helps out a lot with Why Not Petites. His name is Andrew. And I was just sitting there just kind of fed up with how everything is, but also knowing how many models kind of get screwed over with scams and all that kind of things because they don't have a place to go to to talk about, you know, hey, have you heard of this agency? Have you heard of this agent? Is it normal to get asked to pay for something up front instead of just getting their commission? And there's just so many questions in the industry that people don't have a resource to go to. And even just being thrown on set, like when I got started, all of a sudden the next week I was on set and expected to know how to pose in front of a camera for Coles. And there's just no stepping stone like there is for acting with classes and all that. And modeling, I feel like they try to isolate you quite a bit, like on set. It takes a lot to meet modeling friends, honestly, because a lot of times you're the only person there unless it's runway. So, or maybe it's one guy or one girl and you don't always click with them right off the bat or yeah, it's only one person every like six shoots or something. So, or maybe they don't live here. So it can be very difficult community to meet other people and having people that are in your industry and actually understand where you're coming from and understand the things you do was something that I definitely felt like I missed a lot when I was young, that people kind of judged that I always missed school and maybe felt like I was better than them when I wasn't. I was just taking what was in front of me and enjoying it. Um, So 
I definitely wanted to just create a space where models felt safe and could ask questions and also just be able to present the idea of actually having friends and women supporting women in this industry instead of the backstabbing that we know this industry to be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Cause it's so true. I mean, I've dabbled in modeling, yeah. not nearly as much as you have, <laughs> but like, I get it. Cause it can be super isolating and you can yeah. feel like, Oh, do, are people judging me for what I do? But then also like trying to make friends as well. Cause you're not sure. Like, is there that stigma of people being super yeah. unfriendly and stuff? So I love that you created this community to just like answer everybody's questions and like be that, that friendly place to go to. So what are some of those things that you provide petite models? Like, do you have services? Do you have things like what's, what is, why not petites and what do you offer? Yeah, of course. So we're going to be offering classes. So there's going to be a posing class. There's going to be a runway class. We're also going to be offering digitals and comp card editing. So if people need those before they're going to either runway auditions or submitting for agencies, we do that. Can you explain what those are to anyone who's not familiar with what a comp card is? Yeah, of course. So a comp card is basically the headshot and resume of a model. So the front is going to be a nice, clean, like headshot picture. And then on the back, it's kind of varies depending on what the agency wants or depending on just like if you want a four square or if you want a three square or a two square, sometimes it's also just one picture on the back. Um, that's a full body, but most common is four or three squares. So it's four different pictures. And then in the middle or on the bottom, you put your stats. So it'd be like bust, height, waist, hips, um, shoe size, hair color, all of that. So is it kind of like a modeling resume? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. So yeah, we help out with that. And then digitals are usually what agencies will want and runway. So a runway comp card is also different than like an agency comp card. You'll just have your digitals on the back of your runway comp card for that four square. So it'll be like headshots, three quarters, a full body, and then usually one that's more to the side. So you see more of the side body. Um, but as far as digitals go, just like clean face they want to make sure what you look like without makeup when they're submitting you either for runway work or sometimes agencies just need them to keep updated in the portfolio so when they're sending you out people actually know what you look like currently instead of your pictures because updated pictures can be expensive it's quite a few hundred dollars when you do it so you try to do it every couple years but if you cut your hair color your hair if you gain a lot of weight lose a lot of weight you have to get new pictures or tattoo or piercing, anything that's different so that they have the most up-to-date thing. Because also if an agent sends you out and you don't look like your pictures, it's bad reflection on them too. For sure. So you have that. Um, I know you have a podcast too, right? Yeah. So we just started a podcast where we just talked to, um, we've started mostly with just like our guest models, but then we're going to start just bringing in different types of people in the industry and just kind of gauging their sense on petite models a lot of photographers really don't care if a model is petite or not because it is the photographer's job to make sure also that it's a good shot not just the models so a photographer can always get on the ground and Mm -hmm. shoot upwards and make girl look taller they do that all the time for like Kendall even though she's already tall just to make her look like an Amazon because that's what they want a little (laughs) shot it's not any different for us that we can also look that tall it's just a lot of photographers don't want to have to do the extra work to help us with the angles it was so interesting to me the first time I heard a photographer say like I actually prefer shorter women because they are so much easier to fit in the frame and Mm -hmm. my mind just like exploded I was like 
oh my god <laughs> short girl perk like right? that is amazing yeah and that just gave me so, so much more confidence when Good. it came to like modeling more because I I always thought you know taller is better taller is better but then yeah. as soon as I heard that I was like that's awesome <laughs> so. yeah like it is always so humbling to hear when photographers love petite models because they're the ones that are willing to get on the ground with you mm-hmm. or like even help you like asymmetry is always going to be your best friend because no one's gonna be ever going to be able to guess your height So you never want, like your legs look the same. You always want some sort of difference in them just to add that little extra height to you. And a lot of photographers are willing to help you with those little tips. Mm -hmm. On that same note, can you give us like three of your top modeling tips? Oh boy. Okay. So yeah, asymmetry is definitely one of them. Um, Working on your face in the mirror is another one. So the Tyra Banks tip from America's Next Top Model, getting in the mirror is a thousand percent so helpful um I usually draw actually a box in a mirror because that's your frame if you're working on just headshots and work on just like your head angles like what's too high oh that's too much up the nose what's too low okay you see more bags under the eyes and the eyes look a little you know devilish like just learning your angles that way and then work on your facial expressions it will always feel different when you're in front of the camera but that will help you get more confidence um and then I also suggest having someone come and move that mirror around for you that's my third tip is the camera doesn't stay still. You're not always going to be right here, center focus, and then you just move. The camera moves all the time, and people don't know how to react to an action camera. So if you have a friend come over and move the mirror around, even if it's slowly at first, then you can kind of start to see, oh, okay, so this angle from over here looks really nice, and then from over here, and like from above, how does that look from the ground? So just having someone else help you practice um, are definitely my beginner tips and practice, practice, practice. It's never going to make you perfect because there's no such thing, but the more you practice, the more confident that you'll feel when you have to step in front of that camera. Yeah. So speaking of practice in your posing classes, um, is that kind of something that you help girls do? Like, let's say you have a model and a photographer and you shoot, 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 and then you show the back of the camera and be like, Hey, so when you did this, this is how it looks. And when you did that, this is how it looks. So yeah. So that's also actually the helpful part of how, having like a monitor on set and having the camera connected to it. Oh yeah. You can so then flip everyone that can around. See. Yeah. And have the model watch it. So you can have them hold a pose and the picture will be taken. They're like, okay, now look at the screen. Did you think that's what the picture is going to look like? Yes or no. Okay. Why did you think that was going to look like that? And then they'll say an answer. So, okay. So if this is the what you actually want it to look like, why don't we get you into that position? And I'll help you with that. Take the cam, the picture, and then we'll see it on the screen and be like, okay, memorize that because that is how it should look then if that's what you want. Yeah, that's so cool. And you have different workshops, right? You have yeah. like the one-on-one and the runway. And yeah. are there any more than that? Um, So it's one-on-one. So if you just want a one-on-one consultation with me, I'll help you with anything that you have questions with, whether it's a mixture of runway and posing or the different types of modeling since there are about eight of them and a lot of people don't know that um and then Ooh, what are the eight the eight okay let's see if i can get all the top of the my head. okay <laughs> so there's lifestyle e-commerce there's parts modeling there's live events modeling fitness modeling um couture modeling print modeling i think there's actually only seven. Oh, and number eight's commercial i forgot commercial yeah there you go <laughs> yeah i definitely did not know all of those. I would have said like commercial, fitness, fashion. 
and just been stuck. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that like the ones that pay the most are not actually the ones that you would expect to pay the most because everyone always wants to do like, you know, a high fashion editorial and Vogue or runway work. And those usually only pay like a couple hundred dollars of that versus like a parts hand modeling job could be like $4,000. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. My oh my, if it isn't the exact petite workout program you've all been waiting for. The Fun Size Fitness app is finally here. It's the monthly subscription of workouts designed for petites who truly want to tone up. So here's what you get inside the app. You get a brand new petite-focused training program every month designed to help you increase strength and muscle tone. There are over 100 HD exercise tutorial videos made by me, a petite, for you, also a petite, so that you know you're performing each and every movement correctly. But that's not all. This app also allows you to track all of your progress in one spot. So you can log the weight you use per exercise so that you know exactly where to pick up the next go around. You can upload progress photos and compare them. You can input body stats. You can even sync my fitness pal and your step tracker so that you can see all of your fit shit in one place. Like I kid you not, this is a freaking dream come true. So why bother tracking your progress? Well, because if you're anything like me, when you see how much you've accomplished over the last week, you'll stay motivated to do more and be better. But of course, there's always more. When you subscribe to the app, you'll also get access to the short support forum with other like-sized and like-minded women just like you. And you can even message me directly within the app. So if you have any questions as you go, you'll never feel lost or alone. This is not another PDF program where they throw it at you and say, good luck. This is ongoing, okay? And as a special bonus, you'll also receive exclusive discounts from the Fun Size brand and fun-sized affiliates such as Lacuna Fit Petite Leggings, Petite Avenue Fashion Box Subscription, Pancake Protein Pancakes, and so much more. Here's what you need to know. Having me write your workouts for you from scratch will cost you a few hundred dollars per month. But with the fun-sized fitness app, you're getting that exact same expertise and attention for a mad fraction of the price. The fun-sized fitness app is only $24.00 and 97 cents per month. That's a freaking steal. I don't know what personal trainer gives that away for that low of a price. So for more info, go to funsize.life slash app. You will need to register first before downloading the app from the app store. So to register, go to funsize.life slash register. And if you got questions in the meantime, hit me up on Instagram at funsize.nutrition. Can't wait to see you inside. But yeah, we offer all of those as classes, but then we also have networking events where we bring different people in. So a photographer will come in and say like what they're looking for when they're behind the camera. We'll bring a makeup artist to show like how to do a no makeup makeup look or more of a beauty look, depending what you're trying to do. We'll have classes for that. We'll also bring agents in to talk about what they're looking for when they're scouting, Um, just a bunch of different types of people so that models can just have the best information that they can while they're trying to get through this crazy industry. 
<laughs> for sure. And what can we expect next from Why Not Petites? Like, is there anything you're working towards, working on? Yeah, so you can expect some merch from us soon. We're working on something called the model bag. Mm. So a model should always have her go-tos in her bag, but a lot of models also don't know what that should be. So we're going to include a checklist with our model bags as well. That's super fun and very unique. I don't think I've seen or heard of anything that comes close to that at all. Yeah, it should be super helpful and it'll be big enough to put, you know, your runway heels in and a water bottle and um, just anything that you need, like nail trimmers and lotion and all that good stuff. Lotion, very important. You don't want that dry, flaky, ashy skin. (laughs) Right, exactly. Especially if you're going to like a parts commercial audition, like always, always, always carry hand lotion and wait until the exact last second before they call your name. I always have just, I'm always holding it while I'm waiting and people look at me like I'm crazy. But then when they call my name, I rub it into my hands. It's like super, super um, moisturized when I walked in and I usually get the part from doing that because it just helps to moisturize your hands and don't look you know kind of like you've got a lot of little things hanging around (laughs) that's so crazy is there any of that like weird things that you do as a model that people would be so confused about I mean I feel like yes all the time um Auditions are always super weird because it's always really out of context because it's always like one little scene that you don't have all of the things from set. So it just looks weird. It feels weird. Um, So honestly, on a daily basis, yes. (laughs) All right. So shameless plug, where can the listeners go to find more about you, more about Why Not Petites and to possibly sign up for a posing class or a one-on-one or anything like that? Yeah, so you can find us um, on our website. It's whynotpetites.com. You can check us out on our Instagram as well. It's just at whynotpetites. We're also on TikTok, um, Pinterest. All of them are just at whynotpetites. And we really hope to hear from some of your followers soon and um, would love to connect with them. And we are actually having a launch party on October 8th. Um, So if anyone's interested, they're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to have them. And that's in Chicago, right? Yep, in Chicago, Illinois. It's going to be downtown, and uh, there's information on our Instagram and on our website for it. Super exciting. That's awesome. Before we wrap it up, before we go, just for fun, if you could eliminate any short girl problem, what would it be? Ooh, okay. That's a really good question. Um, I kind of really like being a short girl, if I'm honest. Like, I really get, I feel like a lot of people would say like being able to reach things on their own, um, which sometimes, yes, I definitely agree. Like that little extra inch or two would be super helpful to reach something. But I'm also someone who like climbs all over the counters, like have no problem doing that. So um, I really enjoy just being a petite and um, just everything it has to offer, honestly, like even the things that aren't the best um, can always be worked out. So. <laughs> For sure. There's always a way around it. Right. The one that I still just, you know, it just drives me crazy is that sun visor, but (laughs) it is what it is. Okay. I a hundred percent agree with that. It is obnoxious. I can never see (laughs) ever. It's it's just the worst. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I second that one. I completely lied. I agree. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your story and just for being such a huge inspiration. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I was really excited to chat with you and hopefully get to chat with you again soon.
yeah and maybe we can collab in the future who knows yeah that would be super great (laughs) thank you so much for listening to today's episode please do me a favor and give at why not petites a follow on instagram and if you're under 5'3 please be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss another fun-sized episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a positive rating and review to let me know what you like about it. Every five episodes, I do a fun-sized crop top giveaway, so don't miss out on this opportunity because there's not a lot of reviews there right now, so you have a high chance of winning. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.